Vegas Nation, sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $100 when you sign up. TickPick should be your first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for Vegas Nation and Blue Wire Network. It's time for another Vegas Nation podcast. It's the Raiders postgame edition. Starting now. I'd say um, over the last couple of years, I'd run for a few first downs here. That's probably one of the longer ones I've had in a while. Um, and, uh, you know, I, when, after I ran it, I looked over at Marcus and I gave him one of these. He just started laughing. I always call myself Cariota, and uh, he, get, he gets a kick out of that one. Anytime I scramble in practice or in a game, uh, I'll come up to him and be like, Cariota, bro. Welcome, everyone, to the Vegas Nation postgame edition. It's your host here, Heidi Fang, joined with our Review Journal sports columnist, Ed Greeny, and we are live coming at you from Dallas, Texas, after the Raiders' 36-33 to overtime win against the Dallas Cowboys. What a thriller it was. Lots of fun that we saw out of the two teams going back and forth leading into overtime. Uh, everybody, before we get going here, remember first to hit subscribe wherever you're listening. And also we're brought to you by Station Casinos, STN Sports. Download the mobile app today and get a bonus of up to $100 when you sign up. We're also presented to you by Blue Wire from TickPick. So as I said, the overtime game there, a big win for the Raiders. And that was Derek Carr you heard off the top in the beginning of the podcast calling himself Cariota because he got in a 20-plus yard run too. Yeah, he was like Tom Brady thinking he's a fast runner. 22 yards for Derek Carr. Um, We also saw Marcus Mariota today, finally with this one of these goal line packages of the Raiders, runs in for a three-yard touchdown. Heidi, I want to tell you what kind of day it was. Each team 14 penalized, penalty 14 times each. 110 for the Raiders, 166 for the Dallas Cowboys. So a lot of yellow flags out there. But, you know, sometimes when you get a game like that, it ends up being exciting in the end and close. I mean, it was obviously a really sloppy game with all the penalties. But the Raiders needed this more than anything. You and I talked about it before the game on how important this was for the Raiders. They had lost three straight to get a win here, to get back on track. Now they're 6-5. and five. And how much better you were in there for the postgame interviews. How much better does it feel in their minds and the way they talk for winning rather than losing again? Well, it feels like they got the angry monkey off their back. I'm not even going to say that it was like just a regular monkey. It was like a rabid, angry monkey that was screaming and hollering and pulling all their hair out. And they needed to shake that thing off. So it's a big step that they did. You hear you know, the levity in Carr's voice, and you hear it with the other guys, and even Josh Jacobs laughing a little bit. That's something you hadn't seen in a really long time with this team. It had been... Uh, like I think Paul Gutierrez said it and it's a Madden quote that winning is the best deodorant for any team when you've had that kind of losing streak and three in a row it just wears on you and I think they maybe are at a point where we're starting to see what they can do when they all kind of work together and have the game plan together like you said lots of penalties though and that's something they're gonna have to clean up John Simpson a couple holds really could have held them back if they weren't able to push for it and through those. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to clean up, but it's easier to clean up after a win than a loss. Now they'll have a little break. Uh, they'll get a few days off, be back at it Monday for their game next Sunday against the Washington football team. A um, lot of stats to go over, but you're right. Uh, it was a complete team effort. And look, everything wasn't perfect, but I'll say this. 
because I was pretty hard on the coaching staff last week, deservedly so after this Cincinnati loss. And my report card for the paper, I had to give them an A, and I don't know what else they would have warranted. To get this team four days later from that Cincinnati loss, back prepared, back focused, to come on the road, Thanksgiving Day, big day in Dallas, you and I both saw it. It's a huge deal here with the Cowboys, 54th straight time they've been on Thanksgiving Day. And to beat them in their stadium, no matter how many penalties there were, how many mistakes there were, that's a huge win for the Raiders. Now, can they keep it going like you said? Can they come back and beat Washington and go to 7-5? and five? And if you're 7-5, and five, then you really are thinking, hey, you make a run at a playoff spot. So we'll see, but it was a great win for them today for sure. Yeah, and like you said, with the playoffs there, it definitely kept them in the picture. Had they lost today and been on the flip side of it, it would be a much – bleaker outlook for sure so this one was absolutely necessary for them to push forward um i thought that the the defensive effort was pretty strong except for the fact that i did see something interesting um between littleton and abram on the field you could see littleton showing frustration that i think abram was out of place on a play where there was a touchdown scored by one of the uh, Cowboys Titans, but it got nullified because of a penalty. But it, it, had it not been, it, a lot of focus would have been on that in Abram and highlighting how much like he needed to be in the right read on that. I mean, there's been a lot of stuff with that with Jonathan Abram. So, I mean, how much do you think like the, the pressure is on him to really clean up? Well, he let him in tackles, so I think that was a good game, but he always has problems in coverage. Mm-hmm. We know John Abram is really struggles in any kind of coverage. I think that's yeah. why Gus Bradley made him in more into a hybrid linebacker this year, because he can tackle people. He's a good tackler, but he, and he let him in tackles at Ash, saying Littleton was second, ironically, but he does struggle in coverage. Look, Cowboys were missing both Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb, their top receivers, and yet they still amassed over 430 yards. So it's not like the Raiders stopped them and, you know, you go back to all the penalties. But it's still one of the best offenses in football. So I thought for the defense to come in here and, you know, kind of hold up as much as they could, um, I thought it was a good effort. Like I said, Dak Prescott's a great player, but they did well. They did well to hold Zeke Elliott to um, 25 yards and and Tony Pollard to 36. So the Cowboys couldn't run at all. And when you can't run at all, and Dak Prescott then has to throw to a bunch of receivers and tight ends, minus his two, top two receivers, I give Dak Prescott a lot of credit for throwing yeah. for 375, right? <laughs> I mean, that, you know, without those two yeah, guys. I didn't think that was going to happen for sure. No. I thought it would be more focused on them running the ball, absolutely. And I thought that that's where the, uh, you know, running backs were going to feast, uh, absolutely. But something we should mention on the flip side with the Raiders offense that we haven't talked about yet is now they're going to be down Darren Waller, it seems, mm-hmm. who tried to come back after an injury in the second quarter. And then uh, I saw him come out of the tent, and the first thing this guy's doing is running sprint. And the second thing he's doing is getting on a bike. So hopefully it's not that severe of an injury. Maybe it's a hamstring tweak or something like that. Maybe he rolled his ankle. needs to be looked at. But uh, I guess we'll go through all the processes and MRIs in the coming days here. Maybe we'll know more soon. But what does that mean to this offense of Darren Waller? is out in, in the down the well, stretch here. I mean, it's a huge deal because he's such a great player. But I'll tell you what, look who stepped up today. Hunter Renfro, career highs and receptions and eight career highs and yards and 134. And here's a guy, I know you want to talk about him, Deshaun Jackson. Hmm. So for the first time since they signed Deshaun Jackson, we saw what Deshaun Jackson's about. Three catches for 102, the 56-yard touchdown. And this is what they said he could do, stretch the field. He's going to be 35 years old next week, but he's still really fast. <laughs> this is what they lost in Henry Ruggs, this kind of deep threat, a guy you have to honor. Derek Carr talked about it after the after the game when he looks when Deshaun Jackson on the field, Derek Carr notices safeties take two or three steps back. 
Yeah. You know, they play a little deeper, which opens up things like we said for Hunter Renfro underneath, who had a great game today. So just the threat of the speed by uh, Deshaun Jackson. I thought Zay Jones, Zay Jones was targeted seven times, five for 59, a long of 35. I thought he played really well. So, yeah, if Waller is out for an extended period of time, that's going to mean the wide receivers stepping out. It's going to mean Deshaun Jackson playing even a bigger role. And, you know, it's going to be someone like Foster Moreau who only had one catch for three yards today to step up even bigger. Yeah, and I think Foster could definitely be a red zone threat. We talked about Mariota needing to be uh, – targeted or played into more rather in the red zone and than he had been in the past and you saw what happened when he does come in he adds that spark and then he eventually scored so I think that's something that they can still look at doing and I think that there has to be a way also to get Foster Moreau involved I think that he would be uh I think I want to say there were a couple of games that they had down a stretch where he was six to six and he was three to three. Whenever he started, he caught it and, you know, he scored and he uh, was an important piece of the offense. And now with, if Waller is out for an extended period of time, he definitely has to step up. But I think it also takes away a little bit when you think about the, 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 kind of 12 personnel sets that they could use with two tight ends or things like that um, if he isn't available and how that would make the dynamic different from the offensive line. But um, let's go ahead and take a quick break here. And when we come back, we'll talk more about the Raiders win in overtime over the Dallas Cowboys here from AT&T Stadium. Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite. Raiders football is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Raiders tickets anymore, because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another site, TickPick Pick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. Now led under interim head coach Rich Bisaccia, everyone's going to want to see how the Raiders season continues to unfold and if they are in fact a playoff bound team. That's why you've got to visit TickPick.com slash Vegas Nation today to save $10 on your first order of Raiders tickets. We ended up on the winning end today. Really excited for the, the effort and, and um, that they've been putting in here now for the last month. And, and uh, we haven't come up on the winning side for a few of these, and, and they did today. So, again, really excited for the men in there um, and the way in which they played throughout the entire game. Welcome back to the Vegas Nation podcast here, post-game edition. It's Ed Greeny, Heidi Fang. We're breaking down here what went right with the Raiders and wrong at times as well uh, with the penalties and all of the things that happened with the, the guys on the field. So I wanted to get into Ed. Uh, that was Rich Basaccia coming back. What does it mean that he was able to get a win as a coach? Because I think a lot of people were saying he got out coached in previous games and that he wasn't um, – 
maybe doing things the way that they needed to be done to help put this team in the right position to win. But I think after, obviously, you get a win, people kind of change their tone. What have you thought about Rick Passaccia down the stretch of these games that he's been the head coach? I think Rich Passaccia is a really nice guy. Um, They lost three straight. I'm not so sure he's the guy for the future. Uh, I'm not going to change my mind after one win. I do think they'll change coaches at the end of the year. But Rich Passaccia, listen, he was dealt a hard hand. Mm -hmm. You know, no one thought this would happen with John Gruden. No one saw the emails coming. Rich Passaccia just thought he'd be the special teams coordinator all year. And all of a sudden, hey, by the way, you're the head coach. That's not an easy job. It's not an easy job to take a team and bring it together after what happened with Gruden and Henry Ruggs and all these things that happened off the field and try to keep a, a unit together. So no matter what happens the rest of the year or where they go, I think Mark Davis, the owner, is going to own a big debt of gratitude towards Rich Bisaccia for trying to hold this thing together. And who knows, maybe they go on and make the playoffs, and I'm wrong, and he is the guy. Right now I don't believe that. I think they're going to have a new coach next year. But good for Rich Bisaccia. Like I said earlier, I gave them an A in the paper because four days ago, they were coming off that field against the Bengals, 5-5, five and five, had lost three straight. Everyone said it's over, another midseason slide. They're not yeah. going to make the playoffs. And for them to get these guys ready and prepared to come to Dallas, no matter who Dallas had playing today and win that game was a big, big deal for Rich Bisacci and a great job by him and his staff. And we had to talk about those special teams guys because Daniel Carlson, big, big, huge win. In fact, I wish I had started him on my fantasy team. I did. Oh, good for you. I actually started another kicker um, and left 20-some-odd points on the bench. I didn't want to look at it again. Uh, But (laughs) with what his performance was and then A.J. Cole's performance as well, how those two guys stepped up, especially after Carlson had showed up on the injury report and he revealed he had food poisoning. Right. Oh, that uh, that yeah, quote. food poisoning. Well, the best quote was when he said he might have to wear adult diapers. Yes, yeah, so let's just roll that we'll right roll, now. Let's roll Right roll. now. Here we go. I told him, I'll find a way to play if I need to, you know, find some adult diapers or whatever. Get a bag, <laughs> a trash, trash bag on the sideline. So, um, but yeah, it was, uh, I'm good to, good to go. How about that quote? That's worth that the laugh. Awesome. It was worth it. We oh, had to put it in there. So yeah, Daniel Carlson, what were your thoughts on the performance of these special teams I mean, guys? Look, the special teams were great until they kicked off to uh, Tony Pollard one time, That's and then it wasn't very really good. But five for five for Daniel Carlson gets the game winner. AJ Cole four more inside the twenty, long of uh, plus sixty, um, off five punts. I think his average was around forty-eight point five. Yes, they give up the hundred-yard return to Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard is a really, really good player. You can't let yourself leak like that. That was right after the Mariota score. So it's one of those things where you like when you come back and give up a touchdown, that's not really good. But, they, you know, they weathered that storm and were able to keep the lead. They led the whole game. They never trailed. And to come on the road and do that uh, says a lot for them. So special teams in the newspaper and the report card, a B plus. <laughs> because you can't give an A when you give up a 100-yard kickoff return. <laughs> what was your worst grade? What was the worst grade you gave out was, your column? I think it was I, – I, I gave an A to the offense. I gave Bs to the special teams and the um, – and the defense, and I gave an A to the coaching. So oh. a lot of good grades. Good, this week. good high marks. Yeah. High marks. High this marks. Week. All right. It's so. usually that way after a win. <laughs> Definitely, everybody's happy after a win, as we are too on the podcast. So um, let's look into what Hunter Renfro did, just because I think he was really uh, explosive. He was breaking some ankles out there today. Um, Hunter Renfro, like you said, a lot of stuff underneath. If you don't have Darren Waller down the stretch, he's kind of become the reliable person that Derek Carr likes to target. Um, what were your thoughts? on his performance and and how he helped move this offense today he's a terrific player average 16.8 yards a catch and uh i'm telling you 54 on the long um hunter renfro i think is going to make a lot of money in his career you know he came out of clemson undersized you had all the cliches about hunter renfro undersized not good not very good speed all this you watch hunter renfro run routes i think he's one of the best route runners in the nfl 
people are so amazed at how this guy run routes and gets open. So it was a huge day for Hunter Renfro. I love to see that because he's, you know, he's good with us in the media. He's very good with us, very professional, classy kid. Um, so good for Hunter Renfro. Derek Carr, by the way, 24 of 39 for 373 and a touchdown. The important thing about Derek Carr is this zero, zero right under IN for interception. Yes. He did not turn the ball over. And in a game like that where it's going to come down to a kick, turnovers really, really matter. And Derek Carr did not turn the ball over today. I thought he managed the, the team well. Um, what's that, about 60, 101.8 on the rating, really good rating, strong game. Um, so, yeah, I thought uh, I thought offensively they got an A. I mean, you know, when you can score 36 and Marcus Mariota actually gets a touchdown, it's probably a good day. And Derek Carr actually runs for 22 yards without passing <laughs> out from exhaustion. Uh, I think it's a good day. Or pulling a hammy or anything like right. that. That's always important. And I'm glad you brought up those turnovers because he was sacked like three times. And a thing that he had struggled with in the past was when he was sacked, he would fumble. And he that was I think he was like one of the leaders in the NFL over the stretch of the time that he's been in the league and the amount of fumbles that he had off of sacks. So the fact that he's been able to hold on through you know those sacks and maintain the possession of the football was huge. Uh, last game, I believe, against Cincinnati, they had the defense on the field for over 37 minutes, so it was a good thing to see the offense continuing to keep drives alive. Um, what is something that you put your finger on that they did really well in this game that you expect them to carry over into the next week with Washington? I think they just stayed the course when it was ups and downs with all the with all the penalties. Um, there were so many flags today. It's easy to get frustrated. I heard Dak Prescott talk after the game. They were not happy with the officials, 14 for 160-plus. But I think the Raiders had 14 penalties as well, yeah, and they were able ways. to stay the course, um, still do enough to get the win because it can get frustrating when you have that many penalties. I mean, the game, Heidi, the game was almost four hours long. It, like, it, it seemed like it was never going to end with all these penalties. And, of course, you had the nine-hour halftime show with Luke Combs performing. Your uh, guy. Yeah, Luke's not good for deadline. I, I thought, like Luke I Combs. Luke was your guy. He's one of my guys not on deadline. He's not <laughs> Not a, he's not a deadline guy, Luke Combs. You know, you had the whole, which is a very good, you know, uh, cause the Salvation Army with Jerry Jones and the Cowboys, yeah. but then they always have to have the, the concert as well. So uh, four-hour game, um, was it was a long game, long halftime, but I think the best thing the Raiders could say is after all the ups and downs and the good and the bad, they walked out of AT&T with a win. And let's be honest, if we're honest with ourselves, I don't think you and I thought it. I don't think no. anyone, and no one thought Even that Derek they would said do it. that. Derek Carr said yeah. it. No one thought it. Um, which is what you can say after a win. Um, but, yeah, no one thought it was going to happen, and it did. Yeah, no, I was definitely uh, one of those that vocally said I did not think they were going to win that right. game. So uh, it, it's a big win for this team here, now 6-5. and five. That'll do it for us here on the Vegas Nation postgame edition. Make sure to check out all of Ed's work in print or online at VegasNation.com and give him a follow at Ed Graney. I'm at Heidi Fang, and we'll be back with you three times this week as we have the Unsportsmanlike Conduct podcast, which Ed and Adam do on Fridays, Finney, Vonsignor, and Sam Gordon to start your week, and I have my Takeaways podcast on Wednesdays with a special guest every week, somebody different that talks about this wonderful sport. All right, so everybody, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week. Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite.